Thank you for leading us uh, tonight. Billy, take your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, I'm going to ask some questions tonight to see if you have been uh, paying attention. It's been some weeks since we looked at these basics of the Christian life, devotional disciplines, we're calling them habits of righteousness. Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read, I'm going to read, you're going to follow along as I read, verses 15 through 21, Ephesians chapter 5, let me read to you 15 through 21, follow along as I read out loud, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil, who preached on that passage in the last couple of weeks? Matt Galvin, thank you. We are in Ephesians chapter 5. I just read verses 15 and 16, and some of you were with us that night. Matt Galvin preached on those verses. Here's how we're going to redeem the time, because the days are evil. Verse 17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. We looked at that verse three weeks ago on a Sunday morning. We talked about the discipline of responding to the Spirit. Now, he gives us after that four things that we're going to do when we're filled with the Spirit. And they're right here. So read, follow along. As I'm, I'm going to read out loud again verses 19, 20, and 21. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That's verse 21. So let me go over that again. Verse 18, but be filled with the Spirit. That's what we're called to do. And when we're filled with the Spirit, verse 19, number one, we speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. By the way, we did that just now. As we sang those songs, the truth that's in those songs really, really brought out some of the words of the the one song we sing, but all of those songs have truths that we've encouraged ourselves with, we've taught ourselves with as we sang them tonight. Second thing we do, we sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. And you say, what's the difference? Well, obviously we sang these songs not only to each other, but to the Lord tonight. But do you ever find yourself singing when no one is around? Who are you singing to? You're singing to the Lord, and that's appropriate too. Because we're singing, we're making melody in our hearts to the Lord. And again, this is just what comes out of our lives when we are filled with the Spirit. Here's number three, verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then number four is in verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. We're only going to look at this discipline of thanksgiving, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ today. Let's pray, and then I got some questions to get you caught up. Father, thank you. Thank you for meeting with us this morning. Thank you for meeting with us tonight. We're thankful that your promise is where two or three are gathered in your name. There you are in the midst of them. Thank you for bringing out our, our guests, our visitors this morning, folks that were with us, some for the first time, some that had not been with us for a while, and you brought them back to us. Thank you. Thank you for the folks that you've gathered tonight. We ask, Father, that you would send your Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts, to minister to our minds, to change our will so that we align our hearts, our minds, and our will 
with what you have for us. Father, quiet our spirits. Push out the, the distractions, just the, the stress of the week so that we can focus our minds and our hearts on your word and what your Holy Spirit is teaching us tonight. Teach us what it is to, to walk in the Spirit, to live in the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. And we ask these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're focusing on some disciplines that every Christian should de develop, should cultivate, should work at. And uh, who remembers the first? Uh, well, maybe it doesn't matter. What, what are some of the other disciplines you've already learned about in our Sunday morning series? Yes, Chloe. Can I say two? No, just one. Because <laughs> I don't want you to show up the adults. Go ahead. Prayer. Prayer. We learned about the discipline of prayer. That was the first one. Thank you, Chloe. I'm glad that she's participating. Roger. Meditation. meditation. Meditation on the scripture. Good. Is that a hand? Yes. Walking in the spirit. There's one more we've already learned about. Who remembers what the fourth one was? Mm -hmm. Giving. The discipline of giving. Responding to what the Lord says here. This is what I want you to give to, to your church. So those four we've looked at already. Tonight's is Thanksgiving. The discipline of Thanksgiving. And if I could define the discipline of Thanksgiving, I would define it this way. An intentional decision to cultivate gratitude and focus on walking in the Spirit to express that gratitude to God regularly. It's an intentional decision to cultivate gratitude and focus on walking in the Spirit to express our thanks to God regularly. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to complain Complaining comes naturally, doesn't it? We complain about our jobs. We complain about our government. We complain about prices. We complain about our spouse. By the way, who picked out your spouse? I would be very slow to complain about your spouse, considering who made that choice. But we complain about our spouses. We complain about the weather. We complain about our homes. Uh, we complain about the homeless. We complain about the economy. We, we find it very easy to complain. That's why I call this the discipline of thanksgiving. Because if you walk in the flesh, complaining, griping, grumbling, I, my wife calls what I do ranting. <laughs> Just, I can't believe this. I, how can things be this way, right? Ranting. All of that comes naturally when we walk in the flesh. We have to focus on walking in the Spirit. And then as we're walking in the Spirit, He's going to open our eyes to ways that God has blessed us. And we need to stop and say, thank you, God, for our homes, our families, this church, that we can live in the United States. You want to complain about a country, try living in a different one. We have a great country that we live in. And yes, it's got problems. And yes, I'm going to continue to pray and seek the Lord till He come and He reign righteousness upon us. But boy, I can't think of anywhere I'd rather live. It's easy to complain. And so you'll find, usually in life, you're going to fall into one of these two ruts. You either fall into the rut of complaining, and griping, and whining, and ranting, or you'll fall into the rut, and I know that's not a good word, but the, the habit of thanksgiving. Have you met anyone who just doesn't say anything? They never complain and they never give thanks? Not usually. You find people that, Whine and complain. You know, you know tomorrow, you, some of you are going to go to work. You know that guy, that gal. You just, it's, you get whatever they say, it's going to be bad. Or you find people, 
And I praise the Lord for people like this at Elmira Baptist Church who are constantly giving thanks to each other, which is appropriate, and to God. You're going to find yourself in one camp or the other. So guess what I'm asking you to do? Develop, cultivate that discipline of thanksgiving so you find yourself constantly giving thanks to others. And tonight we're going to focus on giving thanks to God because that's what the verse says. In Psalm 144, the end of the psalm says, Happy is that people whose God is the Lord. But let me read you the verse before that. In Psalm 144, verse 14, it says that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. When we find ourselves happy that we are God's people, we're not likely to complain whine and grumble. So let's get to the uh, text here. And as I mentioned earlier, the focus in this section is on being filled with the Spirit. We live in a very wicked time. There's a lot of evil out there. So we need to walk circumspectly. We need to discern what the Lord's will is. And he tells us what it is in verse 18. It's to be filled with the Spirit. And when we're filled with the Spirit, there are four activities that come out of that. The first is Speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing. Singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. So even when other Christians are not around, we find, our, we find a song in our heart. In fact, the first song we sang tonight came from someone who said, I've been thinking about this song all day, and I'd like to sing it as a, as a church. I said, great. I told Billy. Billy was offended. Why didn't they come to me? No, he wasn't. <laughs> but, but you had that song. That person had a song going through their head all day. Isn't it great that it was therefore the redeemed of the Lord and not some silly ditty about desert chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? <laughs> or something like that? We can waste a lot of brain cycles on, on music that doesn't even help us. Some of the music that even harms us. But here we have singing, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. That's a natural result of being filled with the Spirit. And then number three here, giving thanks. And number four, submitting one to another in, in the fear of God. We're not going to deal with that one tonight. But notice that giving thanks comes out of being filled with the Spirit. So don't focus on giving thanks as a task. Don't put it in your little calendar or your little notebook. I had a little notebook in my pocket. I, I've already lost it. Don't put it in your little notebook, give thanks today. Although if it helps to remind you, fine. I want you to focus instead of being filled with the Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that will open your eyes to what God is doing in your life. Every one of you, God's at work in your lives. Every one of you, God's at work in your families. And he's certainly at work in our church. I see that. He's at work in our community. Whether we recognize it or not, in our country, God is at work. And the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to that. And that's when we need to stop. Opportunity is to go, oh, that's neat, and then just go on with life. That's when we need to stop and say thank you. And particularly this Thursday is a day of national thanksgiving. I think a lot of people have missed that. But here's my point to you. Let's make time this week. Maybe Thursday is not the best day for you. Or maybe it is the best day for you. But let's make time this week to stop and say, God, what are you doing? Open my eyes to see it so I can say thank you. And then to say thank you to him. Now there's some hindrances to this spirit of, to cultivating the spirit of gratitude. 
to cultivating an attitude of gratitude, there's some hindrances, some problems, some stumbling blocks that are going to come up. The first one is, I've already mentioned, the grumbling and the complaining and the ranting. It's the tendency we all have to see the bad in life, the tendency to see what we don't have, to see what others have that we want, and to complain about it. Remember the children of Israel in the wilderness? They were really good at this grumbling and complaining. They were complaining about no water. Then God gave them water. Then they complained about no food. Then God gave them food. Then they complained about the food God gave them. Just constantly complaining. That shows a spiritual immaturity in our lives. And, and I was there. Spiritual immature state. We're complaining. Boy, that I was really good at that. That is not something to be proud of. But there's a second thing that's going to keep us from thanking the Lord. And that's a discontentment with what we have. God's given us a whole lot. Each one of us, different things, but God's given us so much. And you know what we tend to do? We tend to look at other people and see what they have and say, I don't have enough. Or I don't have the right things. And we're discontent with what God has given us. And discontentment will keep you from being grateful. Along with that, I mentioned we often look at other people and we're envious or we're covetous because we want something that someone else has. And it's not always possessions. Maybe it's their health. Maybe God has allowed some chronic health problems in your life. And you look at someone else who's constantly healthy and you say, I wish I was like them. Or maybe it's just a, a, a spirit, a, 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 a natural attitude within another person. You say, well, I wish I could be like them. Our society has many ways to make us discontent and envious and covetous. Seriously, there are people whose entire job is to make you discontent and, and envious and covetous. Yeah, they're called advertisers. The whole point of advertising is not to tell you about a product that you probably need and you just didn't know it. It's to convince you that you need a product that you don't need. So that you go out and buy their product. Social media today can be like this too. We, we see pictures of somebody at their vacation and we think, why can't I take a vacation like that? You know, I, I, I've had to just eliminate most of the social media from my phone because it just becomes a distraction and a source of, of covetousness, frankly. Um, Zillow. I guess they call it Zillow surfing. You just look at homes. Now recently, my family and I were planning to move to a new home. The, the Lord's been good. We've got a home picked out. We're, we're moving that direction. But we, we, I found myself looking at homes on Zillow. Why can't I have a home like that? Saying to the Lord. If you find Zillow surface, surfing is causing you to be covetous, then just get rid of Zillow. How about the cars? Excuse me, the car lots that are placed along the freeway. Have you ever noticed when you're driving down I-80, how many car lots are right there on I-80? And they have some beautiful, brand new cars parked out there. You know why they park there? So that you'll drive by and say, I need one of those. <laughs> you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't be driving by. <laughs> but we start, I need one of those. Movies. I don't know. I hope you don't watch a lot of movies. But I, I, I'm not against ever watching movies. And sometimes you might watch a movie and think, why can't my life problems be solved in two hours. <laughs> Every movie you ever watch, okay, so maybe some over three hours. But the problem gets solved in a matter of hours. You can sit down right after dinner and before you go to bed, life is 
life is good. Why can't my life be like that? These are some of the things in our society that can make us discontent and envious and covetous. And the goal is to eliminate those things, or at least recognize them for what they are. I still drive by, some of you know I live there off of Martin Road, there's two, there's a Chevy and a Subaru dealership, and I often drive by there and think, wouldn't it be nice to have one of those cars? But I immediately remind myself, a new car is not going to make me happy. If God wants me to have a brand new Chevy, he can give me a brand new Chevy. Don't allow our society to make you envious and bitter and, and discontent and covetous. But there's, a, there's another issue, in addition to the ranting and the complaining and the covetousness and all that, there's another issue that's really plaguing us today, and it's called entitlement. We think we deserve more than we do. We're convinced that we're being treated unfairly. We're convinced that life is, is not fair to us, or God is not fair to us, or society is not fair to us, or government. Somebody is being unfair to us. And it's this sense of entitlement that is going to rob you of your gratitude. Because instead of focusing on what God has done for you and how good God is and that every good gift and perfect gift is from above, you're focused on what you don't have. My family and I, as you know, we lived for about 11 years in Mongolia. It really does change your perspective. My kids came back from there and, and there had been a lot of you know third world issues there. And, and, and so they... They'd listen to their friends, junior high and high school friends, complain. They'd say, these are just first world problems. <laughs> Have you ever said, do you know how long it takes for my shower to get hot? <laughs> you know, there are people around the world who don't have running water. Don't have safe water to drink. And I'm worried because it takes my shower a long time to get hot. How about be thankful that you can turn on a faucet? And yes, you may have to wait a while. But hot water will come out. How amazing is that? You ever complain about your grocery bill? Do you know how much I paid for groceries? Isn't it nice that we can go to a store and find just about everything you want for groceries? There are people around the world, they're starving. This war in Ukraine, and I'm not making a political statement, but the war in Ukraine has disrupted uh, grain shipments from Ukraine. And there are people, not so much in the United States, but in other countries, they're not sure where they're going to, how they're going to eat this coming winter because of that. That's a real problem. Don't complain about your grocery bill. Be thankful to God that we have grocery stores. People complain. Do you know how long it took me to get to work today? You know, there are people around the world that would love to have a regular job that pays them on payday. I remember telling you, I've told you this before, in Mongolia it was not uncommon for people to work their job Come to the end of the month or whenever payday was, go to their boss and the boss said, well, I, I don't have money to pay you this month. I'll, I'll just pay you both uh, this month and next month next month and then get into his Lexus and drive away. And you had no recourse. You could quit, but then you wouldn't get either month's pay. Be thankful you have a job. Men, don't ever say, do you know what? how often my wife irritates me? Be grateful that you have a godly wife. We have some wonderful ladies in our church, and we need to be careful that we're not discontent and, 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 and bothered by things that really don't matter. 
And I know women can be hard to live with. I have four of them. I'm just saying, don't complain about it. Don't see it as a problem, as an irritation. Be thankful to God for the people he's put into your life. Here's my favorite one. Do you know how slow my internet is? There's a lot of people around the world don't have internet of any sort. And a lot of the things I want to do on the internet are just distractions anyway. Here's my point. Don't feel entitled. Be grateful. Don't say, I deserve this. Say, thank you, Lord, for this. This involves cultivating a, a habit of thanksgiving. Hold your place in Ephesians 6. Turn with me to, to Hebrews. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 5. Hold your place in Ephesians 5. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 13. And verse 15. Hebrews 13, verse 15. By him, him is Jesus. By Jesus, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Then he's going to define what he means. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Notice the verb there is to offer. That's voluntary. That's why we have to develop the habit, because it isn't going to come naturally. It's something we're going to have to intentionally choose to do. And it's a sacrifice of praise. It takes effort sometimes to stop, and instead of feeling entitled, instead of griping or whining or complaining, instead of being covetous or envious or, or, or discontent, it takes effort to say, thank you, Lord, for these things. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually learn to be learn to be content paul says i have learned in whatsoever state i am therewith to be content contentment doesn't come naturally to the human brain the human heart it's something we have to learn to be content we have to overcome that sense of entitlement i i find it helpful to overcome that sense of entitlement by remembering what James 1.17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turn. Every good gift you have is from God. You're not entitled to it. You don't deserve it. I mentioned this morning, all of us get God's mercy, not his justice. And we can be thankful for the gifts that he has and recognize them as God's gifts. We give thanks to God. I'm back now in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. We give thanks to God always. So we can see that it's something we have to cultivate because I don't always feel grateful. Like there are a lot of times I don't feel grateful. Don't rely on your feelings to guide your Christian life. Rely on the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Incorporate gratitude into your prayer life. When you're praying, if you're going to always give thanks, when you're praying, start. I, I, how many of you have a prayer list of some sort? Okay. I have this prayer list. We have, the church has a prayer list on top of that. Um, this last week's, I believe, was yellow. You can pray through that. But you know what I try to do many times when I'm praying? I don't start with the request. I start by thanking God for what he's already done. You know, we can see an unfinished build, building out here. Or we can see a half-completed building that is built entirely by God sending us funds. 
There's no mortgage. We don't have to make payments. God has been so good to us. I can be upset because some of my family members are sick. There's a lot of sickness going around today. Or I can be glad that I have family members. What can we be thankful for? Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see what God is already doing in your life, in your family, in our church, in our community, in our nation, so that we can be thankful for, for all things, it says here. Giving thanks always for all things. Now, sometimes people, uh, in, in this, as we discuss this verse, they'll sort of be ridiculous. Well, what do I do if I, here's the common ex- example I hear from time to time. What do I do if I have a flat tire? What? You can be thankful you have a car at all. You can be thankful you have a friend. If, if you're a member here at Elmira Baptist Church, you have a friend that'll help you. I was telling my dad one of my cars was having some trouble starting. And I don't know about you, I don't think clearly when, when I have problems. So I'm telling my dad about that. He said, why don't you just take it down to your neighbor? He can, I, duh. How am I going to get it down to my neighbor's house? I don't need to. He lives down the street. I'll just have him come up here. He came up and looked at my car, said, yep, this is the problem. I can fix that. God had already provided the solution, but I was so focused on the problem that I didn't see the solution. So when it says be thankful for all things, instead of complaining, God, my car won't start, I can say, thank you, God, that I have a neighbor who will help me. Thank you, God, I have a church. I can call somebody and they'll, they'll help me. We can thank God for the joy and the peace that he gives us when everything is in turmoil around us. I, I, this morning, several, several people came. Some of you are back tonight. I know you're carrying heavy burdens. I know that. I wish we could just snap our finger and it'd all be right. But it isn't going to all be right. But what God gives us, he gives us joy. And he gives us peace. And he gives us his comfort, even in the difficult things. It's a matter of focus. It's a matter of perspective, what we look at. And so we have to cultivate that spirit of thankfulness to God for what he's given us. And notice finally it says here, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Turn back a few chapters in Ephesians to chapter number 2. Ephesians chapter number 2. Look with me at verses 6 and 7. We're going to give thanks to God always for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ? Because God the Father blesses us for the sake of Jesus Christ. One of the ways that we can see that is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a present tense verb there. He's, he's raised us up. We sit today. We are sitting with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. Now, I'll be frank, I don't always feel like I'm sitting in heavenly places. But the reality is God has already blessed us so that we sit together with Christ in heavenly places. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. We give thanks to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, because it is on account of Jesus Christ that we have these blessings, both spiritual and 
material blessings. Yes, God's grace and his mercy and his comfort. And also our family and our church family and our, and our opportunity to live in this great country. It's not something that we've earned. We've not deserved it. We're not entitled to it. It's because God, the Father, looked down and saw the Lord Jesus Christ and he placed us in him. So he blesses us too. So here's your homework this week. Memorize Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Memorize that verse. Meditate on it. Think on it. Let the truth sink down into your, into your minds, into your thinking. And then take some time this week. Again, Thursday may work for many of you. Maybe Thursday is not the best day, but take some time this week to stop and say, God, here's all the things I'm thankful for. Develop a habit of gratitude, a discipline, a devotional discipline of stopping to tell God thank you. Yes, after times of prayer, but even just during the day. As, as you'll develop this habit, you know what you'll find? You'll find that at work, something will go well, and you'll say to a coworker who's not even a Christian, praise God, that was, God, so good. And your coworker's going to look at you like, are you feeling well? <laughs> it's an opportunity for us to publicly praise God because he's, he's done great things. This coming Wednesday, we're going to hear some of those stories. Uh, on Sunday again, during our praise and testimony time, we're going to hear some of those stories. Don't be envious at the work God's doing in other people's life. Rejoice with them. And take some time to say, God, what are you doing in my life? Because God is at work in this church. God's at work in your life. God's at work in our families. God's at work in our community. We just, so often, we just don't see it. Father, thank you for this verse that reminds us to give thanks always for all things in God and the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to focus on being filled with the Spirit. Be, be responsive when he opens our eyes to the great things you've done for us. Help us to get rid of the entitlement and the covetousness and the envy and the discontent that keeps us from being grateful. Open our eyes to our own complaining and, and whining spirit so we can say no to the flesh and say yes to you. And learn to cultivate this attitude of thankfulness in our lives so that daily we are expressing gratefulness to you moment by moment as you bless us we're expressing our gratitude to you rather than being worried about what we don't have what others have what we wish we had Lord change my heart change our hearts so that we're grateful this week father we have a whole day that we're going to set aside we call it Thanksgiving Day use this week to remind us how much we have to be thankful for. We ask these things in the name of your Son, because we've been blessed in him, so it's in his name we pray. Amen.